The LA Kings have made the playoffs two years in a row and is expected to be a playoff team again next season. What are some reasons to be positive about the LA Kings going forward and what changes could be made? We'll talk about that and more on this edition of Locked On LA Kings. You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked On LA Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we're also on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content. And we have some news about the YouTube channel for you everydayers who watch the show every day and you might be interested in coming up a little bit later on. I'm Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked On LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years. 20-plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast. It's a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for 30 years. The LA Kings have made the postseason now two years in a row and look to make it three straight seasons next year. Last time the Kings made the playoffs three straight seasons, they won two Stanley Cups and made the conference finals. That was from the 2011-12 season through the 20. 13-14 season. Now, the majority of the team that we saw for the 2022-23 season is coming back next year. The team only has three unrestricted free agents, veteran defenseman Alex Edler, and trade deadline pickups defenseman Vladislav Gabrikov and goalie Jonas Corposalo. The team has four unrestricted free agents, most notably Gabe Velarde, along with Arthur Kaliev, Jared Anderson-Dolan, and Zach McEwen. Velarde will still be under team control next season, meaning he has two choices he can play for the Kings or sit out a season, uh, but he is uh, has arbitration rights. He is ar- arbitration eligible. So if he and the Kings can't come to an agreement on a new deal, uh, he can have the choice of having an arbitrator decide things. Uh, the great majority of the time when the two sides uh, threaten to go to arbitration, they almost always work something out before that arbitration date actually comes to pass. Velarde made $825,000 last season. He will get a raise next season, but how much remains to be determined. The Kings currently have $1.3 million in change in salary cap space with new contracts and raises kicking in next season for Mikey Anderson and Trevor Moore. Mikey will go from making $1 million a year this past season to $4.125 million next season, and Moore goes from making $1.875 million to $4.2 million next season. Uh, unfortunately, we still have to remember that Cal Peterson is making $5 million per season for this coming year and the following year as well. That's a contract right now that does not look good, to say the least. So we have touched on in other episodes this week um, about the salary cap and the Kings probably not being able to go out and make major changes. Uh, the other option is the most intriguing option, and that is a trade or trades. We talked about this a bit with Jesse Cohen on our Thursday show. Clearly the Kings have too many right shot defensemen right now with the likes of Drew Doughty, Matt Roy, Sean Dersey, Sean Walker, and youngsters Jordan Spence and Brand Clark. The good news is that right shot defensemen, especially promising young right shot defensemen, are in demand. Uh, That would be of interest to players like Sean Dersey and Jordan Spence. Uh, What moves could be made to help out in other areas with those guys remains to be seen. The good news is the Kings 
had what most would consider a very successful regular season with pretty much this exact same roster and no disrespect intended to losing a guy like Alex Edler, um, but replacing him with a guy like Brant Clark would be just fine with me. While it is possible that both Vladislav Gabrikov and Jonas Korpisala won't be back, of course, we didn't have them for the majority of last season anyway and ended up finishing third in the division. The big questions for the Kings are, will there be any trades before the season or at the deadline to improve the team? Can Phoenix Copley, if he is the number one goalie all season, repeat his career year? How much of an impact can we expect from the likes of Gabe Velarde, Quinton Byfield, Rasmus Kupari, Arthur Kaliev, and Brant Clark, the young up-and-coming players on the team? We obviously have a long offseason to uh, get to talk about a lot of things in detail. And starting next week, we will be breaking down each player individually. We're going to talk about the season they just had. And we're going to talk about what went good, what went bad, and what we expect from that player for the upcoming season. Uh, the first player we're going to be breaking down, no surprise, the captain, Andre Kopitar. Now, the NHL has started the process of naming some of the awards finalists and good news, bad news for LA Kings captain Andre Kopitar. We touched on this briefly in our interview with the All the Kings Men podcast host, Jesse Cohen, on Thursday's show. Uh, for you everydayers, if you missed that one, I'd encourage you to go back and check it out. But Andre Kopitar was named a finalist for the Lady Bing Memorial Trophy. That goes to the player who is judged to have exhibited the best types of sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct combined with a high standard of playing ability. Andre Kopitar led the Kings in scoring this year. He also had four penalty minutes. And when you when you see that, <laughs> that he played the entire season and had four penalty minutes, uh, it is, when you think about it, I honestly can't remember a time when we saw a shot, if you watched on TV, of Andre Kopitar sitting in the penalty box. It is not a place that he is uh, very familiar with, that is for sure. Um, the award for uh, the Lady Bing is voted on by members of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Uh, the other two finalists going up against Andre Kopitar are Jack Hughes of the New Jersey Devils and Braden Point of the Tampa Bay Lightning. This is the third time Kopi has been a finalist for this award, and uh, he was voted the winner during the 2015-16 season. Uh, LA Kings have won this award six times with Kopitar, Butch Goring, Marcel Dion winning three uh, combined, and then there's Wayne Gretzky, who won it three total times uh, individually. Uh, interesting that those six wins for the Kings are the most among non-original six franchises. Uh, however, with all due respect to the Lady Bing, and it's a fine award, uh, the Kings captain was not, nom not nominated for a more prestigious award, and that was the Selkie Trophy, which uh, many, including me, felt that he should have been a finalist for. Uh, that award goes to the forward who demonstrates the most skill in the defensive component of the game. Uh, this year's finalists are Patrice Bergeron of the Bruins, Mitch Marner of the Maple Leafs, and Nico Heischer of the Devils. Kobe has won the award twice before in the 2015-16 season and the 2017-18 season and is the only LA King to have ever won that award in franchise history. Um, as was mentioned by Jesse Cohen, uh, it is a very difficult award to judge unless you watch that player play often. Uh, former Kings player and current TV analyst Jared Stoll took to Twitter to uh, comment on the snub to Andre Kopitar, and he said, quote, I usually don't do this, but come on. No disrespect to this year's Selkie Trophy finalist, but how is Andre Kopitar not nominated? Such a joke. Riders should stay up a little later to watch the great players out West, end quote. I will say that 
Kopitar and Patrice Bergeron could be nominated every year. Oh, wait, Bergeron is. He is a finalist for the 12th straight season. Uh, I'm not saying Bergeron isn't a great two-way player. He is. He's a Hall of Famer. Um, but Kopitar is basically the Patrice Bergeron of the West. Uh, seems like Bergeron is just penciled in every year, but also seems like Kopitar doesn't get that benefit of the doubt. So perhaps Jarrett Stoll is right in what he had to say. Uh, we are going to talk a little bit more about the LA Kings and uh, some other postseason hardware that they may be up for, plus perhaps a big opportunity for Cal Peterson. Uh, that is next, but first I want to let you know that this episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by Built Bar. Looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories? You've got to try a Built Bar. They're covered in 100% real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable new flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, coconut almond. Built Bars are protein bars that taste like candy bars. They have only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, but a whopping 17 grams of protein, perfect for your workout or a quick snack during the day. You can always order them at Built.com or... You can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. They are in the pharmacy section. Uh, in addition to the new flavors, they have the old favorites too, like cookies and cream, double chocolate, and coconut puffs. Built Bars, protein bars that taste like candy bars. Some other awards uh, that are coming out to keep an eye on. Uh, the Masterton Trophy, which is awarded on May the 9th and goes to the player who best exemplifies the qualities of perseverance, sportsmanship, and dedication to ice hockey uh, is coming up in the award. It typically goes to a player that is coming back from either a terrible injury or some off-the-ice issues, but there really isn't a player that fits that description this season. And I think the Kings goaltender, Phoenix Copley, is a deserving winner of the award this season for what he did for the LA Kings uh, on the ice after years of toiling in the minor leagues. He finished third in the NHL in winning percentage at uh, 649, only behind Linus Ulmark of the Bruins and Antti Ranta of the Hurricanes. Now, three LA Kings have won this award previously, Butch Goring in the 1977-78 season, Bob Bourne in the 1987-88 season, and Dave Taylor in the 1990-91 season. Now, every team nominates a player uh, for the Masterton Award. Phoenix Copley was the nominee for the LA Kings this season, and I think he would be a very, very deserving candidate. It's uh, not only you know, a player that has kind of stuck to it, so to speak, but obviously a player that has been very important to his team as well. Uh, you'd be hard-pressed to find a better story of a player who has persevered, stuck to it, dedicated his life to hockey than a guy like Phoenix Copley this year who came out of nowhere to save the LA Kings season. Um, I, I know that uh, there were a lot who were kind of disappointed. He didn't get a chance to play in the playoffs, um, but in the end, I think Phoenix Copley is probably incredibly satisfied um, with the, the performance he had this year, the best year of his career. It earned him a one-year contract extension. You know, going into this season, no one, including Phoenix Copley, could have ever predicted that he would play such a major role at the NHL level for the LA Kings. And uh, that was, again, just an amazing story. Uh, he deserves all the credit in the world. And it would be great for him to win that Masterton Trophy. I, I think he's a very, very deserving uh, winner of that award. We'll see if he ends up getting it or not. You've also got the Jim Gregory General Manager of the Year Award. That's handed out on June the 28th. Uh, the finalists have yet to be announced, but I think Rob Blake should receive serious consideration for what he's done this year for the LA Kings. Of course, starting in the offseason, making the big trade to acquire Kevin Fiala. That certainly worked out extremely well 
for the LA Kings. And of course, his moves at the trade deadline to get Vladislav Gabrikov and Jonas Corposalo. Uh, you could certainly make an argument there were no two bigger uh, impact trades made at the deadline than those two players coming in and helping the Kings solidify things. And, um, you know, obviously getting into the playoffs. Um, this is a regular season award. I don't know that, I, I don't think how far you go in the playoffs helps to determine. I'm not 100% positive about that. Maybe if that's the case, maybe the first round exit for the Kings could hurt his chances. Um, but I would, I, I think Rob Blake should at least be a finalist. I think he should get strong consideration to be general manager of the year. Um, no LA Kings GM has ever won the award. You might be surprised by that. I thought that maybe Dean Lombardi had won it for his uh, stretch, which we talked about earlier, those three years where the Kings won a cup, went to the conference finals and won another cup. Um, he was a finalist for one of those years. That was in 2013-14. But again, no LA Kings general manager has ever won the Jim Gregory Award. Now, granted, it is a, it's one of the newer awards. It's only been around for about 10 or 12 years. Um, but still, I, I think, again, Rob Blake has a legitimate chance to lay claim at that award this season. Some people have speculated that maybe Todd McClellan could be a dark horse candidate for the Jack Adams Award for Coach of the Year. Um, and I'm certainly not as down on Coach McClellan as some fans are, um, which, of course, that comes with the territory. Anytime you're a head coach, uh, you're going to be in the crosshairs. Um, but I, I honestly, I would say he's not a candidate for that award. I would not be uh, expecting him to be a finalist. He could he could receive some votes um, because they have those things where you, you vote for first, second, and third, and maybe somebody out there, uh, a few writers might give him a third-place vote, something like that. But I really don't see Tom McClellan being a serious candidate for the Jack Adams Award. Uh, the Kings didn't really defy expectations this year, and that's usually the two guys who are usually in line for the Jack Adams Award are either – you know, the team that just had the best year, like the Boston Bruins and Jim Montgomery, their head coach, or a team that kind of came out of nowhere, maybe like a Dave Haxtell in Seattle would get some serious consideration for that. I just I just don't see that with Tom McClellan. Um, he did a good job with the Kings this year. They had a good season, but I, I don't think that he's in, in line for that award at all. Uh, there was a bit of interesting news that I saw involving Kings goalie Cal Peterson. He, along with Ontario Reign forward TJ Tynan, are going to represent the U.S., in the 2023 IIHF World Championships. It begins on May the 12th in Finland and Latvia. It's the third time that Peterson will be taking part in this event. It's it's kind of an event that is, uh, it's certainly uh, the, the poor stepchild to things like the Olympics or uh, some of the other international events where you have the majority of the star players representing their countries. This is kind of like the tournament that for the, for the, for the players who either didn't make the playoffs in the NHL or were eliminated in the first round. Uh, so you'll see players from various teams like, you know, the Rangers and the Kings and, and, and teams like that, uh, the Bruins, who might take part in this event. Um, it's just basically for younger players for the most part. Um, there's not a lot of real veteran players that are going to take part in this event. But I think this is a fantastic opportunity for Cal Peterson. It's the third time He's taking part in this event, and he was named the best goaltender in this tournament back in 2021 when he posted a 5-2 record and a 1.29 goals against average and a 9.53 save percentage. Uh, that was according to LA Kings insider Zach Dooley, so I want to give him credit for that information. And uh, normally, I am not a big fan of sending any you know, established NHL players over to this event because of the possibility of injury that can occur. But in the case of Cal Peterson, uh, this makes a ton of sense. Uh, he has had success in this event in the past, and it would be great if he could duplicate some of that success to kickstart and springboard him into the offseason 
uh, into training camp uh, after his subpar showing in the AHL with the Ontario Reign. Uh, and Kings GM Rob Blake, as we talked about, has indicated that Cal Peterson for now is in the future pa- plans of the LA Kings. He talked about that in his exit interview with the media. Um, we broke that down a little bit on the Locked on LA Kings episode on Tuesday. If you missed that, I would encourage you every day to go back and check that out as well. But uh, I think this is a great opportunity for Cal Peterson. Try and get that bad taste out of his mouth uh, that he had from this past season. Try and get a fresh start in in the training camp next year. Maybe, like I said, maybe this can be kind of a jumping off point for him. It's an event where he's had success in the past, something that he can build on going forward. So we'll keep an eye on this. We'll uh, update you on how he performs and if any other Kings are involved as well. I know Zach Dooley also reported that Kings prospect and Ontario Reign forward Martin Kromiak is in training camp with the Slovakian national team to take part in this event. Um, and also Rasmus Kupari, who is from Finland, Carl Grundstrom of Sweden, uh, apparently had they've left the door open to possibly represent their nations in this event as well. And that's, again, uh, I think this is uh, an event that can really benefit some of the younger players like Kupari and Grundstrom, who did see a lot of NHL time, but certainly weren't, you know, playing on the top three lines for the most part, uh, looking to get some more uh, experience. And, you know, it's always an honor to represent your country, uh, regardless of what the circumstances are. So we will keep an eye, like I said, uh, on the IIHF World Championships that begin on May the 12th and let you know um, what LA Kings are participating. We know Cal Peterson will be there. We'll see about the other players and, and we'll update you on their status if we have anything positive to report. And fingers crossed, obviously that there are no injury issues uh, coming up from that tournament. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about uh, some good news involving this show, I think, encouraging news, and I want to thank you for that. Uh, but first, I do want to remind you that the NHL playoffs are obviously in round number two. Vegas took a 1-0 lead over Edmonton with a win in game one. Leon Dreisaitl had four goals for the Oilers, and they scored two more power play goals. We saw a lot of that against the Kings, but they lost. Uh, the Hurricanes took game one against the Devils. So you need to stay on top of all the Stanley Cup playoff action by checking out Locked on NHL. It's available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. That's Locked on NHL for all your Stanley Cup playoff action. I want to take a moment to share something with you uh, and say thanks. Um, Occasionally, um, all the hosts of Locked On, and if you don't know, the Locked On Network covers literally every professional team of all the North American sports. There is a Locked On for every NFL team, NBA team, Major League Baseball team, and NHL team. There are Locked On college shows that cover all the major uh, college programs out there. And there are other various other specialty shows as well. And uh, so it's a pretty big project. It's a pretty big uh, undertaking. And we do get uh, newsletters occasionally that kind of let us know what's going on with the network. Uh, and it, it, it sometimes will um, point out individual shows that have had some success or things like that. Um, and they'll give out certain rankings um, and break it down as far as you know, the NFL, all the NFL shows, all the NHL shows, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, you may be interested to know that Locked on LA Kings, the YouTube channel, is ranked fifth as far as most views among all the 32 NHL shows. Um, The only shows that have more views than us are the Maple Leafs, Senators, Lightning, and Canadians. No surprise uh, to have three Canadian teams on there with all the interest in the sport of hockey up north. Uh, Also, you've got a Tampa Bay team that has made the Stanley Cup Finals three years in a row 
winning it twice before this season. So I think we're in some pretty good company as far as this show. Uh, we're ahead of uh, other shows like Locked On Bruins, Locked On Rangers, Locked On Wild. Some of those markets where the NHL has a lot of interest and is very strong. So I'm proud to see that Locked On LA Kings YouTube channel is at number five as far as most views, uh, as far as all the NHL shows. And uh, that was very cool to see. Just wanted to say thank you to all who watch uh, the YouTube channel. And thanks again for all of your support. And I want to say, um, I hope it never seems like I'm kind of looking down my nose at the podcast listeners. That is certainly not, not the case. I'm a radio guy. As I mentioned at the top of every show, I've been doing a audio only podcast for 16 years plus. So I'm definitely um, sensitive and appreciate uh, that, that market as well. Um, the podcast listeners, I appreciate you guys, but the YouTube thing is, uh, it's one of those things where it's kind of very visible where every time I, I click on the YouTube channel, I can see how many subscribers we have and things like that. It's not quite that way when I log into, um, the podcast site, when I upload the podcast, the audio part of it, but, um, I definitely appreciate all you guys, but I did want to share that, um, about the YouTube channel in particular. So I've been asked a lot lately by fans of this show and others, uh, who I'm rooting for in the Stanley cup playoffs. And again, talked about this a little bit with Jesse Cohen on Thursday show. And I don't know if I'm rooting for anyone necessarily. I mean, gun to my head, I would say maybe Seattle in the West, uh, maybe New Jersey or Florida in the East, but I'm mostly rooting against teams to be honest with you. Uh, that said, I am in a conundrum when it comes to the Vegas golden Knights and the Edmonton Oilers to be sure. I hate both teams, uh, but who do I root against? Is it the Oilers because they beat us, which I have to say was my first instinct, but do I root for them in a way not to win at all for sure, but maybe root for them to make it to the finals and lose because that kind of makes us, the Kings, look a little better, right? I mean, if we lose to a team that goes all the way to the Stanley Cup final, that's kind of better, right? Uh, it, it's certainly better than losing to a team that gets eliminated in the next round, I would think, so uh, it is, it is kind of something I'm struggling with a little bit, but, uh, I think if I, I think I would probably root for the Oilers to go to the final and then get swept something like that, I think would be, uh, the perfect scenario. So we'll see how it turns out, but, uh, it is, it is interesting. Once your team gets eliminated, some people just turn it off altogether and move on. Uh, but other people, uh, if you love hockey, like I do, uh, I definitely like watching the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's great hockey. It's great competition. Wish we were still a part of it, but still some fun stuff to watch and, and stuff to talk about with my hockey friends. Uh, for you everydayers, those of you that listen and watch Locked on LA Kings every day, coming up next week, uh, I mentioned it earlier, but we're going to be doing some individual reviews, uh, mostly of the players, uh, but we will start it off on Monday looking at head coach Todd McClellan. Now, I have a question for you. I would really appreciate uh, any feedback you have on this. We had one positive feedback from our uh, Wednesday fan feedback show. And if you missed that, uh, go back and check that out. Um, but I did kind of a special thing. It was for the first time. Uh, I thought it went well, but you know, I always need to know what you guys think. Um, there was an exit interview with Kings general manager, Rob Blake, and the video is available on the LA Kings YouTube channel. So I thought instead of just talking about what he said, Let's hear his exact words. And so I, I, I played some of his comments and then for some of it, I would pause it and then give my own comments on what he had to say and things like that. And I thought it went pretty well. 
Um, I, I watched, I, I checked out all the comments on that YouTube episode and nobody complained about any issues with the audio or anything like that. And believe me, if there were, somebody would have said something, but I talked about our podcast listeners. And I know when I listened on the podcast that it did seem like when I came back in after listening to the audio clip of Rob Blake, that my voice was a little bit louder than usual for a couple of seconds. And I certainly hope I didn't blow anybody's ears out who were listening on headphones. So I'm not, look, I've worked in, in radio for 20 plus years, um, but I usually just press a button and talk into the microphone. I'm not the most uh, knowledgeable person when it comes to uh, audio issues and things like that. I, I, I have friends who are engineers. I probably should talk to them and ask them about why that happened, why that was the case. But uh, if, if that's something you'd like to see going forward, because we have all the players, I think it's 11 players had um, interviews that's available on the YouTube channel that we could use when we talk about those individual players. I love to do that, but I want to make sure it sounds good because I learned very early on when doing a podcast that if you don't sound good, nobody cares what you have to say. You could say the most brilliant things, but if it's hard to listen to, if it doesn't, if the, if the quality of the audio is bad, Nobody cares because I, when I first started thinking about doing a hockey podcast, I went and listened to a lot of other ones. And that was my experience that if it sounds bad, if the levels are really low, if it's, then you don't want to listen to it. So I want to make sure the quality of this show is as good as possible. So any feedback in that area, I would really appreciate it. The email address locked on at gmail.com. And you can also post the comments in this episode on the YouTube channel, was that Rob Blake exit interview episode? Did it sound good enough? Did you guys like that? And is that something you would like to see going forward? Because there's a lot of audio available with the exit interviews with Todd McClellan. And like I said, I think it's 11 other NHL uh, LA Kings players who had those. And I'd love to include those in the individual breakdowns when we talk about those players. I think it could be valuable. Anyway, so uh, if, you, uh, if you have any comments on that, that would be appreciated. That is going to do it for today's show. Great week of shows, uh, even though we had to talk a lot about the Kings, obviously not being in the playoffs anymore. But we are your team every day, and we will be having shows for you every day going forward in the offseason and uh, looking forward to uh, breaking it all down with you as we uh, already start to turn our attention towards next season. I'm Eddie Garcia. Thank you for listening and watching Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always, Go Kings Go.